This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Card skimming at the ATM and POS is not a new problem, but skimming fraud is posing increasing challenges for banks as the crime rings that perpetrate skimming attacks have become globally connected and more sophisticated. What will banking institutions do to combat these trends in 2011 and beyond? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Aviva Leighton, Vice President at Gartner Research and a distinguished analyst. Aviva, thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you, Tracy. Aviva, you've been tracking card skimming trends for a number of years. Looking back at 2010 and forward into 2011, what trends are you seeing that highlight or point to evolution and growing sophistication in card skimming fraud? Skimming pays off. So it's become one of the number one priorities for banks and other financial institutions in terms of an attack vector that they have to fight off. So-called flash attacks, which rely on coordinated efforts, they're often international coordinated efforts, to simultaneously withdraw funds from multiple ATMs using fake cards that have been created from the copied card details. This is an emerging card fraud trend. Relative to other types of skimming attacks and or card-based fraud, where do you see flash attacks falling relative to their level of threat, and what should banking institutions be doing to fight back? These flash attacks are all under the threshold. So they're very small amounts taken out against multiple accounts all at the same time in 10 or 15 minutes. The banks that are successful at mitigating these attacks and stopping them before they do too much damage are able to find the point of compromise very quickly. So when they start seeing some of these transactions come through and they notice, you know, whether it takes them a day or even more, that there are these waves of attacks coming in, uh, one banker described it as a tsunami, then they take the cards and they have to rapidly find out, as rapidly as they detect the fraud, where the point of compromise is. So once they know that, then they have to figure out what other cards got used at that restaurant within the same time frame. And then they basically build this big blacklist uh, and they put a big a watch list together that flags those cards every time they're used at an ATM machine. So essentially, the bank has to be able to figure out where the point of compromise was, so they've got to handle this delicately. But they can stop it if they figure out where the point of compromise was. And in the United States, that's difficult for a lot of banks to do because they don't have access to that acquiring data. A processor will have it, uh, and banks that do acquiring and issuing will have that data, but not all banks have access to that data, so that becomes kind of a problem. They can also roll out stronger cardholder authentication. As we know, outside the United States, almost every country is moving or has moved to chip cards using the EMB standard. In the U.S., there's still a reluctance to do that because of the cost, and uh, no one's figured out who should pay for this yet. But there are other methods that the banks are considering, using smartphones more, or even just regular cell phones that aren't so smart. There is more discussion now than ever about stronger cardholder authentication, which means even if the data is skimmed at a point of sale or at a gas pump, it can't be used 
that's a physical card in the person's hand. Now, building on what you just said about POS systems and then, of course, talking about pay at the pump, I wanted to ask you about trends that you're seeing in card skimming at unattended payment terminals. So beyond the ATM, card skimming in 2010 took a turn toward pay at the pump gas terminals, which have proven to be vulnerable for a number of reasons. And as more unattended self-service terminals accept card payments, is card skimming expected to increase? Yes, definitely. The unattended terminals are the favorite attack vectors for the criminals, especially the ones that don't have video cameras near them. Um, and so gas pump skimming has been popular for many years but with the crooks, but it's just getting more and more popular. And what steps can be taken by merchants and card issuers to make those terminals more secure? How can they combat those trends? Card issuers can't do anything to make the terminals more secure because they don't control those merchant terminals directly. What they can do is put more pressure on the card brands, Visa and MasterCard, for example, to pressure the acquiring banks to pressure their merchants to secure the terminals, and that's really what PCI is all about. Uh, and, in fact, there has been a lot of attention paid by the card brands to enforcing security inside those gas pumps and other unattended terminals. Uh, the problem with that is that they need a lot of physical time to go around every gas pump and update it. A lot of these are all gas pumps that have embedded point-of-sale technology, and it's not so easy just to upgrade it. Oftentimes, you've got to spend ten to $15,000 to put in a new point-of-sale system that requires the gas pump manufacturer to also provide the upgrade. Companies that have told me, even if they started a year ago on the upgrade, just visiting thousands and thousands of these gas pumps, that belong to their franchises and their own stations would take three years. So they couldn't possibly meet the deadline even if they had the money. So, yeah, PCI is important, standards are important, but we also have to be realistic that uh, it's difficult to just get all this into place. You know, this is going to be a very long process. So what the banks need to do is what they can do, which is stronger cardholder authentication, better fraud detection. Uh, in the end, there's not a lot of simple answers. And you've noted that authentication, of course, is going to play a key role, as well as being able to pinpoint where some of these points of compromise take place. And I wanted to ask you, you know, when it comes to tracking card skimming, it's somewhat difficult to gauge because many institutions don't separate card fraud. For instance, all of their card fraud incidents are kind of lumped together. So ATM skimming attacks might be lumped in with other types of card fraud. If financial institutions were to separate out some of these skimming attacks and perhaps separate ATM from POS from pay-at-the-pump terminals, for instance, what might those results reveal? What might they be able to detect? And how would that help them to curb some of the fraud trends that they're seeing? You're right, Tracy. The problem is is that the banks are not able to break down fraud by, by attack vector. So we're not really able to say skimming causes X percentage of fraud and it's gone up this amount in the last two years. But what we do know is that fraud that uses a PIN 
and mag stripe data, so counterfeit fraud combined with the capture of the pin by the criminal has definitely gone up a lot, especially at point-of-sale systems. Um, and I think that if we were able to further break down the cause of that, the cause of POS pins and ATM pins transaction fraud rising, especially the point-of-sale pin fraud rising, my guess is that we would see, you know, most of that, if not all, is because of skimming. Uh, that would be my guess. But it's just it's just an educated guess. You know, we don't have the data. And if we did have the data, what data does is it helps prepare the right solution. Um, but I think that the solutions that the banks have taken, and, you know, the way they're attacking it is the right way, you know, just as best as possible, which is try to get the merchants to secure the terminals through PCI and PADSS compliance and start looking at methods for stronger cardholder authentication while at the same time improve the fraud detection system and the point of compromise analysis system so that even if the data is stolen, that it won't be able to be used. So, um, you know, I think the banks are doing as much as they can. Maybe they can move faster, uh, but it's very hard for them to break down the source of the fraud, whether it's skimming or breaches and snipping or anything else. They just have to assume that the data is going to get compromised and respond accordingly. I was going to ask a question to, to gauge your opinion on whether or not card skimming was expected to continue to be a problem in 2011. And I'm not going to ask that question because obviously it is based on what we've talked about thus far. But can you talk a little bit about some of the new types of technologies you see fraudsters using when it comes to skimming? Um, yeah, I definitely would like to talk about that. And I also want to mention that I think that fraud at the point-of-sale systems is what's going to be increasing as opposed to skimming at ATM machines because the banks can control the ATM machines. They're putting in stronger technology. They can't get out there to every point-of-sale device and, and upgrade that and change that. And so the, to answer your question on the new types of technology the fraudsters are using, they're basically in part using some non-technology solutions, just social engineering, where they go in and distract the cashier, where they find some unattended terminals in a big supermarket, in the middle of the, you know, late hours of the night, for example, if when people aren't around, and they basically just swap out these <laughs> devices and put in new ones that have skimmers in them. Uh, so they study what kind of devices a certain supermarket or other chain has. They, they do their homework, they study it, and then they go out and get a bunch of other devices with the skimming already put in it and go swap it out for the new ones. Um, they're also using, you know, better wireless technology so that when the skimming is at work, when they're uh, capturing the data, they're able to transmit it immediately to a, a node that they control through wireless technology. So it's a combination of being able to swap out the devices 
you know, using good old-fashioned social engineering or devious tactics that don't require, you know, technology skills. They just require deviant skills. Uh, and and being able to do their homework on the type of, of machines that the retailers use so that they can just swap it in really quickly with something that operates exactly the same way, although now it's got skimming in it that is being transmitted over wireless to their controllers. So that's pretty much what they're doing. Well, in talking about from the other side of the coin, what banks are investing in to help fight back, what types of technologies are they looking at? And when we talk about some of these unattended self-service terminals specifically, what do you think about biometrics playing a role in helping to combat some of these skimming incidents? Um, biometrics is more a method for authentication. So, for example, in Japan, if you want to take money out of the ATM machine, you have to put your palm on the ATM machine, it leaves your palm, um, it, that's being used in different countries, not just in Japan. I don't see that having um, a role in preventing the skimming attacks, it's more a role in how the data is used after it's skimmed. So when you look at the types of the technologies that banks are investing in to fight back, it's not deployed at the point of sale. It's deployed at the card issuer systems and the card acquiring systems. So they have to pretty much stick to the back end in terms of detection and eventually start rolling out stronger card security. In other words, what we already talked about, um, you know, one-time passwords, maybe chips. I don't see biometrics being used in the United States for cards in the foreseeable future because, you know, the banks are having enough trouble getting the retailers and the gas stations to upgrade even just the triple does encryption of pins. If they came out with a standard that said now you have to read fingerprints or else you can't take our cards, I think, you know, they'd lose a lot of card revenue. Um, and, and we did see a couple experiments in the United States. Uh, with a couple of vendors that try to roll out biometric payments, biometric uh, authentication of payments. So you would put your finger right on the point-of-sale system, and that's how you'd authenticate, and really they didn't go anywhere. I think they pretty much went out of business um, because you can't change the payment systems without bank cooperation and without you know massive bank participation. And what about contactless cards if you know we've talked about EMV but there could be other types of contactless technology whether it be the mobile device or something else that might be used in the US how might that help to impact skimming trends or could it perhaps create new portals for fraudsters as they hone their abilities to intercept some of these contactless transactions especially those that rely on RFID yeah that's a great question too Actually, contactless cards have methods for stronger authentication. So they're not going to do anything to stop the skimming. Uh, as you said, it could actually encourage skimming because of RFID transmission if that transmission is not encrypted. But what you can get with contactless cards is a stronger authentication of the card. So let me be more specific about it. There's something called dynamic CVV codes. Uh, which the card brands, Visa, MasterCard, uh, endorse or have built into these contactless cards. 
which means that when you use a contactless card, you have a algorithm that's attached to your card so that the security code, the CVV code, increments according to that algorithm. So let's just keep it simple. Let's say on the first transaction, it's one. So the security code is one, and the algorithm is add three to the last security code. So now when the next transaction comes in, that one becomes four. Well, the criminal doesn't know the algorithm, so they won't be able to come up with the right security code. So you can actually get stronger security on contactless cards through stronger cardholder authentication. Um, I don't think it'll do anything about skimming, but what it will do is even if it is skimmed, it can't be used in another contactless situation. The problem with the contactless security that I just discussed, though, it's not ubiquitous. So that algorithm's only good for contactless cards, uh, and the data can still be skimmed and used on a regular mag stripe card that doesn't have that algorithm. Now, I will also add that there are vendors that have come up with this for mag stripe cards and other innovative technology like fingerprinting the magnetic stripe, so only that magnetic stripe belongs to that card, and if, it, if a criminal tries to counterfeit the card, they'll get a different mag stripe print. And you can check the print. You can check the likelihood it's the same print. It's not going to be 100%, but you could you could create a, a system that says if it's 98% similar, let's accept it. If it's 95 or below, let's reject it. So there's technologies like that out there, uh, aside from the contactless dynamic CVV, that can work in magstripe situations. Um, but it's a matter of adoption. We're not low on technology solutions. We're low on agreements and mandates to move forward to make a stronger cardholder authentication experience. Um, and so it's more a business process issue than it is a technology issue. And in closing, Aviva, could you share with our audience any final thoughts about skimming trends and anti-skimming technologies they should be watching in 2011 and beyond? I think we've discussed a lot of the new trends, but I think what we can expect in 2011 is all of this is going to continue. The skimming attacks are not going to abate. They're going to increase because the criminals have discovered these work. They've discovered how to use skimming, skim data to avoid the fraud detection system. And so we can just expect more of this. Just like when phishing attacks started many, many years ago, you know, common conventional thinking was, oh, they'll die down after a few years or a couple years. It's just noise, but it's not noise because they get away with it, so it keeps increasing. You know, we've had more phishing attacks this year than we had last year. It's the same with skimming attacks. So the solutions that we talked about that the banks are, are looking at, I think we can expect more rollouts. Uh, specifically, I see a lot of effort with fraud detection. So debit card fraud detection systems are way behind, uh, for example, credit card fraud detection systems as a class because it used to be that the banks had enough authentication with just the PIN. But now all that's being broken by the latest trend of attacks. So banks are getting much smarter in the way they're approaching fraud detection, and the systems are getting more sophisticated, 
and I'm starting to see the rollout of point of compromise analysis systems, assuming the bank has access to that data. So there's a lot of innovation in fraud detection, and there's a lot of experimentation and interest in stronger cardholder authentication. So I think that, you know, while the attacks are increasing, so are the defenses. Again, we've just heard from Aviva Lighton, a distinguished analyst with Gartner Research. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kidd. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.